Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning and a happy Friday to Bobcat and Rattler fans across San Marcos. It is your Friday edition of Bobcat Radio. I'm your host, Kobe Jackson. With me on the boards for producing is Pastor Graff and my two lovely co-hosts, Taylor Cruin and J.P. Flanagan. We got a good one here for you guys today. We're going to be digging into some Texas State volleyball as they will play their last and final regular season game tonight. Also going to dig into some Texas State men's basketball, some Texas State football, San Marcos High School football in their first playoff game, and we're probably going to preview a little bit of college football. But before we get into any of that, let's go to JP for a word from our sponsors. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, and scenic views. Thank you, JP. So let's go ahead and dig right into it. It is going to be Texas State Volleyball as they will play their final regular season game tonight against South the South Carolina Chanticleers. Did I get that right, I believe? Correct, yes. yes. Awesome. So it's the South uh, South Carolina Chanticleers, or Coastal Carolina Chanticleers tonight, as they came off a big win last uh, last night against them. The final set was 3-2, to two, so they are currently on a roll right now, heading into conference play, and possibly could get another win tonight. I'm going to throw it to y'all first. What do y'all see from this volleyball team, and do you think possibly they can have another win tonight? Yeah, well, uh, Jada Gardner has been leading this team in the past three games now uh, as far as with total kills. And, I mean, she is, she is no pun intended, killing it on the court. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it's it, they've been playing great all season long. Last night was a little bit of a challenge. You're not really used to seeing that fifth and final set mm-hmm. uh, for these uh, women's uh, volleyball team. But... They still came out with the dub, and they're looking for another one tonight to give them a little bit more momentum starting a conference tournament next week. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that conference tournament because uh, I don't. We don't get to say this very often, but Texas State's kind of in the driver's seat in this one, mm-hmm. kind of at the top of their division. Uh, I see that they're 11 and one in division play alone on the west side. Uh, obviously, playing Coastal Carolina, who's top two in their side of the division, so that'll be a tough test. I mean, obviously, last night getting to beat a team like that three to two this late in the season, a lot of momentum there. Uh, but yeah, I think getting into conference play, like the tournament, I think this is really like some somewhere where the Bobcats can show what they can do. Because, I mean, obviously, uh, with a record like that, I mean, you got to really prove it in, in conference play. So mm-hmm. uh, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be another good match tonight. After Texas State um, dropped sets two and three, like Paxton was saying, Jada Gardner, Gardner was not messing around. She had seven kills in the fourth set alone. She also had a few in the fifth set. So. 
and their whole team is super impressive. They're ranked number one in multiple categories in the Sun Belt Conference right now. Assists per set, hitting percentage, kills per set. So it'll be a great game tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said before, anytime you know we've been talking about this Texas State volleyball team, how been you know how consistent they've been, and they're not letting their I wouldn't say their ego get in the way, but like their confidence level is so high right now. To be honest, they're probably going to be one of the most unstoppable teams in the tournament currently. But as you heard it before, they will be playing Coastal Carolina tonight in South Carolina. So let's uh, tune in to anywhere Texas State to turn in and uh, take a listen and root on for your Texas State Bobcats as they will play their final game against the Chanticleers. And now we're going to transition into another sport that just tipped off officially in their season, and that's the Texas State men's basketball season. And they are currently now 1-1 one and one on the year. They will be playing again. Their next game will be this Saturday in Rhode Island. They will be taking on Rhode Island, and they will be playing uh, at the Ryan Center at 3 p.m., and, you know, guys, I know we talked about, you know, how last year it was just an unbelievable year with all the guys coming together and then obviously, you know, trying to fight for, you know, a, a NCAA spot in the tournament but, and then, you know, playing in the, I, the NIT tournament. So what do you think, uh, you know, the improve, do you think there's like a level of improvements for this, for this men's basketball team? And do you see them possibly going a lot farther than they did last year? Um, I definitely think improvement is can be made uh, after seeing that Washington State game. I mean, obviously a tough team, Pac-12, uh, a very good basketball conference in and of itself, but uh, a lot lot to be done at this point. I mean, obviously you, you want to live up to that hype of, you know, potentially getting the tournament. I know last year losing in the first round was kind of a painful turn of events there. I mean, you really thought you were going to get like a spot in that tournament and then to go and lose in the NIT first round as well, I mean, was tough, but a lot, a lot to prove this early in the season. I think... Uh, a loss like that is something you want early, obviously, to kind of get that out of the way. Uh, I mean, it's a tough matchup for sure. But, I mean, they took care of business against Mid-America Christian, which is something that obviously you got to do if you're going to have any sort of success, take mm-hmm. care of these little teams that come into town. So uh, looking forward to the season. But, yeah, I mean, obviously a lot to build on like, as we get closer to, like, uh, you know, conference play. Yeah, I mean, the Bobcats were great in their game against MACU. They were playing really well together as a team. Brandon Davis was great. He scored the first 11 points for Texas State. Um, Davison Skies was also great. And they they scored 31 points off of turnovers, which is really impressive. And they were great from the free free throw line all around, just playing great together. Yeah, I I was uh, fortunate enough to produce last night's game. Uh, and you know, one thing that I noticed is that this team, they, they have the offense, they have the defense as well. It's just, uh, there's one thing that I've noticed these past three seasons, I've been able to cover them. They like to give up leads. If Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Now, luckily for them last night, they never fully gave up the lead. Uh, uh, they weren't able to fully, uh, come back and take an advantage on them, but, I mean, there was a couple of points where this team was leading by 25 plus points and they started getting closer and closer, 15, almost 10 points mm-hmm. uh, back into the game. They really need to focus on that. It's been an issue these past two seasons. I've seen it against UTA. Mm-hmm. I've seen it against Troy. Uh, it, and we saw it last year in the NIT first round against North Texas. Yeah. Uh, so it's something that they really need to focus on uh, going into this season. You can't have that happen, especially against you know, no offense, but it is a lower level school that they just played against, mm-hmm. uh, especially against a lower level school like that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And Paxton, like you referred to, you know, last year they played, you know, North Texas in the NIT tournament. I was uh, luxurious enough to have that game on air because I was producing that game that night. And I was kind of surprised that they didn't pull away from, you know, from that game because North Texas actually, you know, came to play and they, you know, played till the very last buzzer sounded. So I was kind of surprised. But, you know, it's a whole new year. It's a whole new ball game, a whole new team, because I know, you know, a lot of them, especially the big news about Caleb Asbury transferring, it was one of the, you know, big stories coming from this Bobcat basketball team. But Mason Harrell is back and obviously the new fresh faces uh, from this Bobcat team. So, you know, it's a new improvement and let's see if, you know, they can capitalize on that. But they were next game is going to be against, excuse me, sorry, this is going to take a little bit. Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Thank you. Yes, it'll be Rhode Island this Saturday uh, at the Ryan Center in Rhode Island, New York. So be sure to tune in and uh, follow your Bobcats. And I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Brandon Davis. I mean, he had the third fewest amount of minutes last night with 17 and he was somehow the leading scorer for the Bobcats. He capitalized. He was four for seven uh, on field goals last night, one for three on three points. And that sounds kind of like a bad stat sheet, but, I mean, he was playing 17 minutes, and he had 15 points, and he was the leading scorer for the Bobcats. So, you know, shout-out to him for really leading this team to a big victory. Uh, now, like he said, they're one-and-one, one, uh, looking to go two-and-one against Rhode Island. So uh, big congratulations to the junior. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great recognition there. You know, always you always got to recognize outstanding talent when you see it. But we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to be digging into some Texas State football and then San Marcos High School football and a little bit of national sports for college football. But don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. Welcome back to Bobcat Radio on this lovely Friday morning. I'm your host, Kobe Jackson, and joining me is Paxton Graff, Taylor Cruin, and J.P. Flanagan. And now we're going to dig into some Texas State football as they will take on another big-time conference matchup against South Alabama. And we have been really talking about this Texas State Bobcats team, how they have been, I wouldn't say inconsistent, but you know, there's been times where they have had they're in the game, but it just, you know, just slip out of their hands. And but, you know, everything that we've been talking about has been leading up to, you know, what they what they have proven. And it kind of proved that when they played uh, ULM uh, this past uh, this past uh, Saturday, where they only scored. They had 21 points in the first quarter and then only had nine points for the remainder of the game. So it was kind of a surprise to see, you know, Texas State be on top, but then just let it just get out of their hands. So, you know, in South Alabama, this this is a very tough team in the Sun Belt. They are currently seven and two on the year. I believe they only lost one game in conference in conference play currently. So this is going to be a tough you know, tough matchup. I'm looking forward to uh, what do you guys think, you know, Bobcats need to do to improve and possibly get a big time win in the Sun Belt? Yeah, definitely a heartbreaking loss. Uh, having to watch that that whole game and really to see like the Texas effect. I don't, if you all watch any Texas games, they, they blow a lot of leads. And I feel like <laughs> it's just it, when that happens, you're just getting like contingent with where you're at. And you're like, oh, we got this. Like, let's just like take it easy, you know, and, and that's really not the game of football works. Like they're going to give you their best and they're going to come at you and they're going to try to get this game back. And that's what ULM did. Uh, I, that's a team that is better than their record, and they've played a lot of tough teams this year, having to play Bama, Texas. I mean, that's that's two losses that you could basically take off their stat sheet already. Like those those are losses you're going to get no matter who uh, no matter who you are, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this South Alabama team is no joke. They've they've played 
they've lost two games this year, and they're to Tennessee, who's a top five team in the country right now, and then UCLA, who at the time was like competing for a top ten spot. Mm-hmm. So two very tough losses. Um, but this is a team that should come into Texas State and you know win. But uh, obviously, if Texas State wants to have any sort of hope at like a, a bowl game, you got to win this one. And yeah, Texas State has lost their last three games by six or less points. Obviously, the game against ULM was very disappointing. The Bobcats' defense had its highs and lows. You know, they did force four turnovers, uh, three pump, three, three fumbles, excuse me, and an interception. So I think that the defense needs to be more consistent next game because obviously they were up 21-0. Yeah, the defense definitely needs to be a little bit more consistent, and we've seen it, like you said, the past few games. Uh, Southern Miss, obviously ULM, Troy uh, for that matter, and then really even App State. App State, there was a point in that game where they were up, you know, 30, 36 to, I believe, 8, something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. and final score was 36 to 24. So the consistency definitely does need to improve for the Bobcat defense. But, I mean, there's there's not much to talk about as far as that last game. The the main thing that I will say is play calling there at the end. I feel like it could have been way better. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were within field goal range with about three, maybe two, some two and a half minutes left in the game. It's a fourth down, and you decide to go for it. It's like go for the go for the field goal, mm-hmm. take the one point lead, mm-hmm. have defense get a stop, and then boom, right there, you just need to play conservative with the clock. But they decided to go for it on fourth down. Their defense gets a huge stop, huge fumble recovery. Mm-hmm. They're still within field goal range, mm-hmm. and then they decide to throw it deep. Mm-hmm. It, it's like don't go for the kill shot, go for those points, and those because those points could officially be the kill shot uh, with a, as minimal time as they had left. Uh, but unfortunately, they weren't able to do it. And I mean, South Alabama's tougher than ULM. Oh, I yeah. mean, South Alabama's played like you said against UCLA. Uh, who at the time was rate not, or I believe right now is rate ninth in the nation, mm-hmm. and I mean they were they only lost by one game in South Alabama is currently second in the West Division, uh, so it, it's it's going to be a tough matchup, no yeah. doubt. Uh, but I mean the Bobcats are going to have to do something they haven't done in nine years. Oh wow, which is win three games in a row in order to make bowl eligibility now. Yeah. Like I said uh, the past few weeks, these are against kind of the, except South Alabama, the, mm-hmm. the next two, Arkansas State and Louisiana, are kind of gets the lower level West Division, really mm-hmm. Sunbelt Conference as a whole teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Texas State is right there with them. So it, it's it's hard to say, you know. But one thing that I am uh, curious is to see is if they lose this, obviously they won't be able to make a bowl game. Yeah. Um, is what, what are they going to do with the quarterback situation? Because mm-hmm. Lane Hatcher has been pretty good this year. I yeah. mean, he has not, he's barely thrown any interceptions. It's just been little decision makings, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's probably a little play call issue as well. Uh, but the, the thing that I'm curious is, are they going to give, you know, Ty Evans a chance to mm-hmm. get actual in game reps? Because yeah. that would be nice going into next year. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, Lane Hatcher is your guy for right now. At mm-hmm. least get the backup some time. He hasn't had any playing time except in scrimmages against his own teammates. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm curious as to if they're going to do that. But, you know, we'll wait and see, I guess. Yeah. And you, you mentioned it, you know, sometimes. And if, you know, if it does get to a point where they need to make a quarterback change, they'll, they will do so. Because, you know, I've, we've seen instances where there have been times where, you know, backup quarterbacks have kind of been the story in college football and college football. You know, if, you know, I'll, I'll refer back to, you know, the rubber rivalry with Texas and OU when, 
when Texas was leaning 28 to zero and then, you know, Shane Rattler was not doing great against OU and then Caleb Williams came in and absolutely stole the show and stuff in that. So, you know, we could maybe see that and stuff out of this, you know, out of this Texas State Bobcats group. But, you know, like I said before, Lane Hatcher is their guy currently and they're going to probably stick with him probably for the remainder of the year unless, you know, something crazy happens. And, you know, coach, you know, obviously Coach Battleball needs to, you know, needs to make a change. But that is Texas State football. And like I said, they will be playing against South Alabama this coming Saturday. Kickoff is going to be around 4 o'clock. You can listen to the game on KTSW where Clint Shields and Jeff Gandy will be on the call. They'll have your pregame show roughly around the 315 mark uh, for pregame. So be tuned in to, they'll be, to uh, be sure to tune in to, and to listen to KTSW 899 for the call. And now we're going to take a step down from the collegiate level. and We're going to talk about high school level as San Marcos High School Rattler football team has made the UIL playoffs this year. And they will uh, take on their first uh, district matchup against the Brandeis Broncos this uh, tonight at Ferris Stadium in San Antonio, Texas. First off, for them to make it into a bowl game, uh, for them to make it to the playoffs is absolutely outstanding because they beat East Central in the last game of the season. And we've been talking about you know, this team and how, you know, their running game is so strong and then their passing game can kind of open up if they have all the right pieces and all the right notes. And I honestly think that if they can have that, then they have a chance to be a really tough Brandeis Broncos team who have only suffered two losses on the year, one against uh, Brandon High School and one against uh, Reagan High School. So they're they're tough to beat. And unfortunately, they beat my alma mater, Clark High School team, which I'm not going <laughs> to talk about, which I'm not going to talk okay. about. <laughs> but um, but this this is a this is going to be a really tough matchup, especially for, you know, uh, Isaiah DeLeon, who was just coming. I believe he's coming back from the flu. Correct. Yeah, he uh, he suffered a. Uh, turf toe and uh, flu in the last game. So we really only saw him for about three plays last game. Okay. Uh, but he is expected to be back this game. Okay, good. Okay, no worries. So, uh, so yeah, so Rattlers and Broncos, what's going on? Where you, uh, where you guys think uh, could happen here tonight? Well, uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, my bad. Um, I mean, obviously you knew being four and six, it wasn't going to be like an easy route. Uh, mm-hmm. Brandeis is uh, obviously showing that like th- it's going to be a tough road. You, you got to be an eight and two team who basically has no blemishes on their record. Mm-hmm. Obviously Reagan and Brandon, but those are those are powerhouse in San Antonio if you yeah. know, know the area. Uh, I mean, their closest game was to Clark, and I know you don't want to talk about it, but it was a t- <laughs> it was a touchdown game. Uh, but other than that, I mean, they really like come to play. They dominated these teams. I mean, these are some big name schools like Churchill, Johnson, Madison. Uh, uh, those guys, those guys come to play, and uh, so this is going to be a, a good matchup for San Marcos. I mean, you win this game. I mean, who can you lose to? But mm-hmm. like, obviously, it's an uphill battle on this one. Uh, Got to be Brandeis basically at home, and uh, at home, uh, I think I saw their four zero. So being two minutes from campus. Might as well consider this a home game for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is going to be a tough matchup indeed. Yeah, that's a walk for them. Yeah, the it stadium. A little, little quick bus ride. No, no, no big deal. Might as well be a home game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Broncos are amazing this season. They have a solid defense. They're averaging averaging three sacks per game, and so I think the defense needs to be ready to. The offensive line needs to be ready to protect uh, protect Isaiah DeLeon. Yeah, this is uh, this is definitely going to be a big challenge to face. I mean, mm-hmm. Brandeis, and I pronounced it right. I was Yay. I was saying Brandeis because it's spelled <laughs> it's spelled like Brandeis, but Brandeis. See, I got it right. I got to get it right, right for t- tonight. So you got it right. Uh, but Brandeis, I mean, they they're no joke. I mean, they they come from a very tough district. Reagan was number one in their district, and they're undefeated. 
so I mean, or I believe they've lost one game overall. I think they lost one yeah, game. Yeah, they were undefeated in district play. But I mean, this is this is a tough challenge. One thing that I will say off of uh, last week's game though is uh, KG Webb definitely had a good game. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to take that away from that at all. But he is up for, uh, I don't know if they officially announced it yet, but Vibe Austin uh, Player of the Week Award. Oh, wow. And I was I was surprised, too, because KG Webb did have a good game, but I feel like Jake Rodriguez-Schultz deserved that. I mean, mm-hmm. he was he was trucking defenders left and right. He was owning that field last week. So, uh, you know, I got to give him a shout-out as well because he, he definitely deserves that. But ultimately, a touchdown throw to seal the game and send your team to playoffs is probably going to win you that spot. And that's what KG Webb did. <laughs> but, you know, going on tonight's game, Brandeis, like I said, is no joke. They have J.C. Evans at quarterback, who is a phenomenal dual threat quarterback. Absolutely, yes. Um, and, you know, it's they have a big physical team, a big physical defense for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious to see the offense of uh, Brandeis and the defense of the Rattlers go against each other. Um, because this is a physical offense that they're going against. And really, it's kind of, not, I'm not going to say as tough, but it's kind of in the same shades of like Westlake and Lake Travis from last year, the mm-hmm. big guys. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be curious to see. But, you know, uh, if they if they pull out the miracle this round, it's not going to get any easier. Oh, That's no, Texas no. high school playoffs for you. Uh, they will play the winner of Dripping Springs and Manor, and those mm-hmm. are Dripping Springs has lost one game. It was, mm-hmm. I believe, like twelve points 12 to points, Westlake. Yeah. Uh, so you know this is it's a it's a tough road to Arlington, Texas, but you know that's just how it is every single year. But you got to look at it one game at a time tonight. They've got a tough one, but there's definitely a chance, especially with the running game. Uh, passing games needs to work a little bit better, but I think they got it now that Daily Odd's back and KG Webb is back in the slot receiver. So, Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one thing I kind of want to refer to is that, you know, when I, you know, when I played Brandeis uh, in high school, they are tough and they are physical. They will literally like blow you out of the line of scrimmage if because i played i was like you know i played uh you know safety and secondary their receivers were fast like god awful fast and i was like do y'all run track because <laughs> like, most likely yeah, most likely so i was kind of surprised but nah brandeis will fight till the very end and i know from experience because they i'm not gonna lie to you they killed me when i was playing safety because they had all these you know misconnect you know this uh, misconnection routes that they ran and it got us all confused so, you weren't like ed reed on the field out i mean there? <laughs> <laughs> uh i was more of troy palomalo that'd be oh that'd be you had the long hair too <laughs> no no long hair oh darn <laughs> just I'm, I'm imagining you with long curly hair now. i can't i can't rock curly hair i'm sorry <laughs> but yeah so san marcus rattlers will be playing brandeis the brandeis broncos tonight at ferris stadium around the seven o'clock mark so you can probably tune in around 745 750 for pregame where our own Paxton Graff and Joey Gonzalez will be on the call for that game so be sure to tune in and take a listen and root on for your San Marcos Rattler football team but now we're going to take a step into some national sports and I'll do it for us for Texas State and San Marcos sports and now we're going to dig into some national sports and we're going to go ahead and dig right in into some college football as you guys know we had monster upsets this past weekend with Clemson going down and with Alabama going down and Tennessee going down as well so we're really interested in seeing obviously the new playoff rankings have come out you know, Georgia being back at number one, Ohio State still ranked number two, Michigan at number three, and then TCU 
at number four. And then obviously Tennessee, you know, dropping to number five after their big loss against Georgia. But I got to ask y'all, there's if there's one game that you guys are looking forward to this this weekend, which game are you guys mostly likely interested? I just want to give a quick shout out to Paxton because I had no idea that Notre Dame was built like that. And I didn't think, that, <laughs> I didn't think they had it. I did not think they had it in them. But he highlighted that this could be an upset. And then mm-hmm. yet again, uh, we get surprised that Clemson isn't as good as they, they are or they think they are. Um, I Before I get to like the game uh, that I choose, uh, I think that that loss to Clemson really opens up this top four because, yeah. I mean, you still have Michigan and Ohio State you have to play, mm-hmm. so that's going to that's gonna push one of them out. Yeah. And you got two open spots, really. Uh, is Tennessee going to get another shot, or are they going to make it to the SEC championship? Is... Uh, is a Michigan just going to end up in there with a loss if they lose to Ohio State? Like a lot can happen, uh, or is a two-loss team like LSU, who just coming off a win to Alabama, going to somehow sneak in there? Mm-hmm. Uh, with that Clemson loss, a lot opens up. I mean, a lot of people like to say like, uh, you know, the top the same four teams always get in, but there there's a lot on the line, this yeah. day, especially that Texas game. If they can knock off TCU, like who's going to get that top four spot? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just talk about this Texas and TCU game. I'm going to be there, and for some reason, I mean, I get the home crowd advantage, but Texas is predicted to win, and it makes no sense to me, being a Texas fan, like (laughs) how an undefeated team like TCU can be uh, the underdog in this one. But I mean, I I get the hype. Like Texas has an offense, has Steve Sarkeesian, Mm -hmm. and TCU obviously had a rough year last year. But uh, I mean, yeah, I think Texas has a chance in this one, but I mean, let, let's be real, guys. TCU is a, a different team this year, yeah, new coach, new system. Absolutely. And I, I think TCU can win this one as as much as that hurts to say, but I really think this TCU's game to you know lose. Yeah, real quick, going back to you know TCU and Texas. Former fact, g- defensive coordinator for T- for Texas, Gary Patterson was the former head coach for the TCU Horn Frogs for a few years ago, and he had really amazing seasons especially notable uh notable seasons like the 2014 2015 season and then the 2015 2016 season where he only had i believe only about two losses in the whole in that whole season he had a really talented group with you know with quarterback trayvon boykin and then quarterback kenny hill who uh, officially was at texas a&m a few years ago before he transferred to tcu so there's a lot of memories that gary that gary patterson is going to have uh, for you know this TCU team, you know that he's coached and that he's brought up from when they were freshmen all the way to see, you know them being seniors now. So this ought to be a really like notable game for for Gary Patterson. Yeah, I mean Gary Patterson built that program, and now yeah. he's got he's got to bring all their hopes down like this weekend. You know everything <laughs> you worked for to build that program, and and now you got to you know do the opposite. <laughs> you got to beat a top four team who's trying to get to a playoff. Mm-hmm. I saw a couple weeks ago, I don't know if it's true, but I saw that he apparently will not actually be coaching this game because it's too much of a sentimental value to him, which I mean, he was at TCU for 20, 20 plus years. And, you know, that's obviously got to have some type of impact on you if you spent a quarter of your life roughly there. Uh, But I mean. Gary Patterson definitely changed TCU's program. Absolutely. I mean, they he put TCU, which was little just cowboy town university that nobody knew, to going to Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl and upsetting them to now yeah. people know who the Horned Frogs are. Yeah. So, you know, you got to give him credit. Even though I'm not a big TCU fan, I definitely root for them over A&M by any day. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it will be an interesting game to see. It's really just which uh, which Longhorns team decides to show up. Exactly. Is it going to be the one that we saw against OU? Is it going to be the one we saw against Kansas State in the first half at least? Mm-hmm. Or is it going to be the one that we saw in Stillwater? Water or, uh, you know, against uh, tech for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we'll 
We'll see with that. But that leads me to my game of the week. I'm not going to steal yours since you <laughs> took it. But it is another Big 12 matchup, and that is Baylor at Kansas State. And the reason why is because right now the top four in the Big 12 is TCU, Texas, Baylor, and or actually uh, TCU, Baylor, then Texas, then Kansas State. And this mm. has potential Big 12 conference lining yeah. up for it. If Kansas State beats Baylor, they're somehow back in the talks. Uh, if Baylor beats Kansas State, I think that kind of pretty much moves Kansas State out of the picture mm-hmm. for conference championships. So it's it's getting really, really close to the wire here these mm-hmm. last three weeks. So a lot's up in the air. I mean, TCU, even if they lose this game, they really just have to win one more in conference, and they'll pretty much clinch that number one spot for uh, Big 12. But mm-hmm. now it's looking like Baylor, Texas, or Kansas State for that final second spot. It's just a matter of who gets it. And that's right. This, this is a big game. You either you know, uh, get Texas out of the Big 12 conference picture or mm-hmm. you uh, get TCU out of playoff picture because you know – for darn sure, even if they go lose this game and they went on out, even in a conference championship, they're not going to put TCU in there. They barely oh, no. wanted to put an undefeated TCU in there. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's it's got a lot riding on it. It's, it'll be a fun weekend to watch, no doubt. My matchup, I think I'm going to pick Washington and Oregon. Uh, Oregon's on an eight-game winning streak. Washington's on a three-game winning streak. But Oregon has been great for the Pac-12 conference. Their offense averaging 43 points per game. Washington is averaging 38 per game. So I think it's going to be close. You know, Bo Nix has been great for Oregon, great quarterback. So I think it'll be a great game. Since you mentioned Oregon there, uh, I just want to, since it's becoming more and more of a reality, like this team might make the top four and like, Mm. I am not ready to see them play Georgia again. And if y'all saw that first game, like I am not ready to see that again. And it's just kind of a scary reality. Like if Texas beats TCU, like we might see Oregon, Georgia again. Yeah. And that was not a fun game to watch. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting things right now. (laughs) I mean, Georgia, I mean, obviously they control their own destiny as far as like if they, if they went on out. Uh, but, you know, if they went on out, they're going to make it because even if they lose the conference championship, they'll mm-hmm. be their one and only loss. It'll be against a top five team, most likely at that time. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they've pretty much nailed their spot. But, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how these final three weeks go. Yeah, absolutely. And my game of the week is going to be Alabama and Ole Miss. I'm really looking forward to this matchup because they are now Alabama is officially now ranked number nine in the country. And Ole Miss is one of those sleeper teams that you just got to look out for. And, you know, like I said, Alabama has had some tough, you know, tough wins and tough losses this past season. And, uh, you know, you know, it, it's all it's going to be really interesting to see Bryce Young probably bounce back. But we're going to go and get out of here. But before we get out of here, let's do it the JP for weather. And I'm actually kind of surprised we're actually going to be getting some cold weather finally. Thank God. Yeah, I'm not going to go out and make any bold predictions. Just going to go with the what, what they what, the, what they tell me here. Uh, one o'clock looking like we might get some rain. One to three o'clock potential. It says 40 percent. Don't count me on that one. But 40 percent chance of rain. So you might have to watch out for that. But I mean, going into the weekend, uh, some cold morning. 41 uh, for Saturday morning, Sunday 38. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're going to be chilling in the 60s, so it's going to be like a good time to you know get outside, enjoy the weather. So yeah, that, that time of the year again. I will say, if you are going out to the San Marcos game tonight, please be careful because it's Absolutely. supposed to be raining around that time. And uh, it's a little bit of a drive to Northwest San Antonio yeah, where we're is. going. So uh, please be careful if you are going to the game tonight. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us here on this lovely Friday edition of Bobcat Radio. I'm your host, Kobe Jackson. With me is Paxton Graff, Taylor Cruin, and J.P. Flanagan. You guys have a great happy Friday. If you are driving the Warfest, please be careful. Uh, and 
enjoy high school football, enjoy college football. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Now let's get you back to the other side of radio.